Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's good, Internet? You're listening to episode 128, The Syrup Cast. We're recording this week's episode on Thursday, July 6th, during the annual office uh, chair races. The Cerebcast is a podcast devoted to fostering intelligent and fun discussion related to the Canadian tech and telecom ecosystem. I'm your host, Igor Bonifacic, and this week I'm joined by Mobile Syrup Nintendo Switch reporter, Patrick LaRook. I like that I like that title. This is a good title. I'm sure you'll, you'll have a new one by next week. I'm going gonna, gonna to take it and run with it. Uh, Rose, not gold anymore, but pink Bihar. Oh, man. I've been downgraded. I want to be rose gold again. Uh, well, when someone announces a new rose gold phone. Oh, okay. Rose pink is the new thing, rose right? Rose pink, yeah. yeah. All right. In any case, how's it going, Rose? Oh, it's going very well. Welcome back to the show, by the way. Thank you very much. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's been so long. One whole episode. Don't know how I lasted away from you too guys. Too long, too long. And last, but certainly not least, very near and dear to our hearts, we have Zach Gilbert, uh, community manager for Mobile Syrup. How are you, Zach? Oh, what's going on? Not too much. Uh, this week, a lot of people were upset. I cried. Understandably so. I cried. Um, we're going to talk a bit about that, but mostly we're going to just talk about our favorite phones, because why not? Um, yeah, Rose, do you want to take us through what happened, why people are upset? Absolutely. Well, people are upset for the normal reason of uh, the carriers hiking prices again. Mm-hmm. And this time mm-hmm. it was... Rogers um, so hiking up their data overage rate uh, by $20 per gig. So from $50 per gig to $70 Or a whopping gig. 40%. A whopping yeah, 40%. 40%. I was literally ready and headed to Canadian Tire to grab a pitchfork I and join the mob. <laughs> I know. I mean, we, we did receive an amazing gif of um, uh, Arrested Development gif of uh, the the uh, Tobias Funke in the shower. Yes. Crying and right. washing away his tears. And washing water. away his tears, which I thought was very apt. The show sucks. Wow. Whoa. Language. Okay. With the language. hot takes. Yeah, Whoa. we're already starting on the hot takes <laughs> and we haven't even really finished laying out the whole story. You don't story. know TV. Um, it turns out Rogers was just um, sort of catching up with Bell, who sort of incrementally over the past two years hiked it from the uh, five cents per meg to six cents per meg last spring and seven cents per meg uh, this spring, just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're at the same price point. Talus mm. is arguably Which worse. Flew under our radar, right? Totally flew mm-hmm. under our radar. Tell them what it is. I know so, it hurts you. So uh, I yeah, do it. being a Talus aficionado, I yeah. guess, right? Um, <laughs> Talus, all capitals. <laughs> Just assume that whenever Zach says "tell us," it's all in capitals. Envision mm-hmm. it in your head. <laughs> he yells it every time he says tell the company's us. name. Um, yeah. So for the first gigabyte, they're the most affordable at um, fifty bucks for right. the one gig or five cents um, per meg or five dollars per yeah. hundred meg. 
Um, it's after that is where you might as well just hand them your credit card, yeah. right? Because <laughs> it's uh, that's a polite way to put an it. An insane hundred dollars per gigabyte. That's right. Yeah. Right. So ten cents a meg or ten dollars per hundred meg. But it's just crazy, right? You, yeah, you're going to get these notifications from the CRT. Well, not sorry, from the CRTC, but that was something they implemented that you have to give the okay to go over this. Yeah, um, so the at, carrier will send a notice that, hey, yeah. you're going over your data. Can you accept this? At, you know, at, uh, they give you heads up, but then at 50 bucks, yeah. they cut you unless you reply with the word yes. So, you know, working in retail and carriers, you know, way back when, you see this happen all the time right the the kids are you know the i guess the partner of whoever's not the account holder you know they come in and with with whoever the account holder is and they're trying to figure out why they're going over the data and why the cost is so high on their bill and, and it's like well you're replying yes after you know you hit that limit absolutely and the crtc did and the latest uh, update of the wireless code did make it uh, more strict that only the account holder can accept those mm-hmm. overages um, but at the same time, a lot of the time, it is the account holder accepting those yeah, averages yeah. because what are you going to do? Li- like live the rest of the month without your mobile data? I've Probably paid, not. I've paid $20 when I was right near the end of my billing period. Like it was going to flip. 100%, yeah. Well, and, how much, I, and how much did you use? I think I have I have like, five gigs now. Right. Um, I used to only have Four, but then Kudo offered this deal where you pay five bucks, get one extra gig to your plan, which mm-hmm. sounds like a lot, but it's decent considering how much overage is charged. Yeah. Uh, cost, I mean. Um, so I, I think I had four days left and I, I paid the 20 bucks just because I didn't want to live without data. For, for how, how much did they give yeah. you? What do you mean? Two gigs for 20? Uh, one gig for 20. Was so one gig. Kudo was one gig. I don't know if it's changed, but it was one gig for, for yeah. 20 bucks. Uh, That's Fido is something similar. Like a- and interestingly, they actually o- offer. Um, you know, the option for you to buy one of those buckets. Yeah. Whereas Rogers does not. Like this may be the worst um, example of anything, but like they don't let you, the big thing in Canada, okay, cool. You're going to charge us this amount for data or for buying an extra data bucket, but nothing is rollover, right? Like they used to have rollover minutes back in the day. Right. Um, No data is rollover in Canada, but like, you know, you, you equate it to going to and filling up your car with gas. And if you don't use your, all your gas at the end of the month, they don't take the <laughs> gas away from you. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it, I, that part I don't really understand. It's what, a super raw deal. And then put on top of that the fact that all major U.S. carriers now have unlimited data yeah, deals. Yeah. Un- unlimited data plans. But it's not, it's not like, so it's unlimited data, but most of them... I don't know enough about U.S. carriers, but I, I think it was the T-Mobile Unlimited one that I see advertised on Hulu all the time. Um, it's capped at a certain point, and then it's throttled. Sure, but it's usually a good like it's that, usually exactly. twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's way like bigger. That, right? I just wanted to make yeah. make that distinction that it's unlimited, but it's not. It's not like yeah, unlimited. Well, the, no, but we right. don't have anything close to it. Yeah, even no. so. that's very true. I haven't yeah. looked at the Rogers uh, pricing uh, scheme in several months. And I was pretty shocked to find how expensive yeah. it has become, especially in light of what I learned doing my OnePlus review, which is in Toronto, their network is the slowest. Yeah, <laughs> which is why I left. Like I was with yeah. Rogers temporarily, I guess. I got an iPhone 7. I switched from Telus to Rogers. I had a better deal at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, then you use my SIM. And it was like... <laughs> it was like using a whole different phone. Yeah. It's, it's like you might, you might as well have been on Freedom, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, not quite that bad, yeah. but it's, it's I don't pretty know. bad. It was, it was well, because bad. Freedom's patchy, right? In, no, yeah. in, tr- in Toronto, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? In the core here, yeah. you can get Freedom yeah. just as yeah. well as you And then those, those speeds are good. Yeah. yeah. And, and Rogers, alongside this overages uh, hike, also changed its plans up quite a bit. Um, and it gave a bigger, like, it gave an 80 gigabyte plan, which, which is, is the insane. highest that it's done so far for yeah. consumers, I believe. But it also, interestingly enough, nixed the one gig plan. So, like, basically admitting that that's not enough anymore for anybody. No, no. Which is, you know, something that changed, like, just over the past few well, years. Well, you can use a gig in, like, matter of days, right? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Just watch a couple of videos and you're done. Oh, or yeah. even or stream music, right? Facebook. Like, yeah, Facebook and those <laughs> autoplay videos. Download your songs, save all the data. Yeah. Um, anyway, I don't think there's, like, a lot to... S- like very articulate to say about this other than it sucks um and they're using our money to fund the development of these great canadian networks that's the interesting thing i mean for one thing rogers is actually seems to be behind on 5g development yeah. compare in comparison to to bell and Talis. yeah um both have like announced recent uh trial deployments yep. so um, it's it's really going to have to pick up the slack in, in that direction if that's what they want to argue. Yeah. That, oh, you know, like, you can only have great quality or great price. Well, well I mean, with Rogers, it seems like you're not getting much well, of either. Yeah. A comment that kind of makes sense is that um, some people are saying that, like, in terms of their financial reports, what are they always chasing after? You know, ARPU, average mm-hmm. rev- revenue per unit. ARPU or Ar- Ar- MyPU? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Worst, pun. worst. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pun there I didn't you. know you were a dad. <laughs> you know, the, every carrier chases after ARPU because <laughs> did not get <laughs> say it without laughing. Um, because that's what investors look at. You know, what's the revenue per subscriber, right? So, you know, the the a common um, thing that uh, some people are saying is that what is this going to do, right? This is going to force you to be like, ah, oh, F this, right? I like, I can't afford to go and do $70 a gig, right? Mm-hmm. So what do I do? I've got a two gig plan right now. Well, okay, I'm going to go up to a four gig or I'm going to go up to a six gig because, um, or whatever the next one. So I guess it would be four, whatever. But uh, you go up to the next one because you're afraid of that. You know, that $30 jump plan is much more affordable than a potential $70, you know, Increase and what does what what does that happen right? That increases that ARPU by thirty dollars. Most people for that prob- unit, right? Most people probably won't even know about the increase. So like, well, they will know. It's only a, it's so it's only, for new. It's new only applicable for a new customers or, or you, hey, you want okay, you want to go on one of these newer introduced plans that some of them like the ten gig was actually I think ten or fifteen dollars cheaper, right? So say you're on the ten gig now and you're like, ah, oh, I want to go on the ten gig that's fifteen dollars so cheaper than you're on the new. Uh, the new overdrate is that something that like if you're switching your plan or you were a new customer signing up is that something that a rogers customer service rep would explicitly explain to you yeah, the over right okay so it is part of your contract <laughs> it is part of the contract and it is stipulated um like you know they highlight certain things would they highlight that they should I, I, and that like you know working in a carrier working in, working in a retail environment you were supposed to but it's a much easier conversation you telling a customer, hey, sign here because this is, you know, you have 15 days to return your phone or whatever, than it is to go, hey, sign here because um, you, you're going to, if you go over one gig, you're oh, going to charge $70, I right? Mean, so thing, it's all about the easy conversation. Because a lot well, of people, exactly. yeah. they'll get that first bill, right? And then they'll see some kind of massive overage and then be like, oh, I need a bigger 
plan because there's no way that I can live with this well, amount of data. And the killer is, so you're, you, when you sign up for a cell phone plan is that your initial data bucket is, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, is uh, allocated? No, it's like when you when you sign up because you sign up in the first, but your billing cycle is on the fourth and the oh, prorated. Prorated. It's prorated, right? Yeah. So you get one. Get, say you're on a two gig plan and your billing cycles, and you know usually it's about a week or two weeks after with say Rogers. Um, say you, you that you're not getting two gigs, so you're getting say one gig, and say the rep yeah. forgets to tell you, and say the rep forgets to tell you that you're on a seven cents per megabyte plan. And you go over by a gig because you think you have two. Well, there's seventy dollars in overages. It's a very stuff. unpleasant and opening to your, a to your common contract. a common experience, totally. right? So because you do always have to remember that the people in the stores are sales representatives that make commission, right? Right. And so there's uh, every reason in the world for them to to gloss over some of the more difficult. And, and not saying it's the you know it's a common thing with every rep, and it no. is the consumer's um, job to read the, what they're signing, <laughs> right? You're you're signing a contract, read the contract if it takes you an extra couple minutes in the store read that contract so you know what's going on um and kind of and kind of ask those questions on what you should be asking mm-hmm. right but yeah like it's definitely if you're if you're moving to that 10 gig plan because it's saving you 15 bucks you're not gonna know and you're gonna sign up on this I, and you're gonna get i would also back. say like if you're moving to that 10 gig plan as like kind of a response to the fact that you've just gone on to an overage again it's prorated so you still have to pay the overage and then yeah, yeah yeah exactly right yeah and and then you get hit with that seven cents a mic so yeah. that that t-mobile plan that i see advertised on u.s streaming apps all the time so it's four lines for forty dollars each with taxes and fees included and then the the overage stuff that i was mentioning um it's a little different than i thought it was so uh it says in like fine print on all t-mobile T-Mobile plans, um, if the network is congested, the top 3% of data users, which are using more than 32 gigs a month, may notice reduced speeds due to prioritization. So it's not what I thought it was, where like, you have mm-hmm. a certain amount right. and then you're, you're cut off, at least at least with uh, T-Mobile. Yeah. 32 gigs is a lot. <laughs> I mean, it should yeah. be noted yeah. that those, those guys' networks are uh, marginally slower than yeah. Canada's, but it's marginal though. I, I would yeah. rather have a slower network and more data. But this is the thing, yeah, because you know we're talking about our poo and their poo and my poo and everybody's poo. But um, essentially, if it's still like, if you, you're saying, okay, we can go up to two, 10 gigs, but not everybody can do that. It is sort of placing a restriction there on how many Canadians can really fully interact with the mobile economy. And that's such an important thing overall for our country that I think mm-hmm. these kinds of like prohibitive prices are actually harming Canada's economy. I think it's actually like quite a serious issue. I, I think, yeah, that's a great point. Like, I mean, we're seeing that, you know, we saw that with the broadband decision that, you know, to classify it as kind of an essential service at this point. Um, that that was a really right step in the direction. And I think we're going to have to see more regulation on this uh, aspect of wireless. Um, I remember one of the first articles I wrote for Mobile Syrup was, it was about um, underprivileged Canadians and they were cutting like certain other expenses or not even expenses, it's things they needed like uh, housing and food so that they could have a f- smartphone with a data plan, right? Like it's so essential to how we as Canadians and let alone everyone at this point, I'd say, right? Like unless you're living quite literally under a rock, you have a smartphone and you're using it, right? 
Um, so, I mean, I guess to that point, I would ask you guys, but like what, I mean, what is the direction? You know, we had that discussion with Christine uh, two weeks ago and, you know, she clearly outlined uh, and said that, you know, it's not something that the CRTC necessarily has as much control over as we think it does, right? Like the actual nitty gritty of how much these plans should cost, how much overages should cost. Um, what's your take on that, Rose? I mean, I think I, I, I agree. It's um, the idea of mandating prices and mandating plans is it's hard to enforce. And it also, you know, hasn't when when they've tried in the past, when the CRT has tried, like with a, a skinny basic TV package, it hasn't always worked out how everybody mm-hmm. thought it would. Uh, I think that um, perhaps the the best way forward towards getting unlimited plans is to stimulate a bit of a MVNO um, kind of a, a industry mm-hmm. in, in Canada. Um, I think that's partially what helped the U.S., that it has a much more competitive environment. Mm-hmm. So to me, it is it is just uh, continuing to work on competition in the industry in order that, you know, we can get maybe plans that have, you know, lesser lesser quality of service, um, but are also more reasonably priced. In, in some sense, I have to disagree in the sense that um, is competition necessarily the kind of cure-all that people are putting forward? Only, And I only say that because the cost of competing with Rogers, TELUS, and Bell is so prohibited prohibited excuse me not only do you have to have a lot of capital for the infrastructure the cost of customer acquisition is also insanely high um and there's only so many players that can sustain those costs and build a sustainable business and i almost question whether you know like it's the thing that everyone puts forward but yet time and and i mean the fourth players have helped and it, then in, the, it does, in the markets that they're yeah. active in, they have. Yeah. And then another thing is, you know, that's uh, what you're talking about is also part of the argument about facilities based mm-hmm. um, regulation and encouragement. So right now, a lot of reg- regulation is based on the idea that, um, you know, it favors those uh, carriers that are facilities based that have built mm-hmm. their own infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we may need to move away from that or sort of redefine it in order to um, see a, a mandated MVNO policy in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's definitely what Sugar Mobile has uh, argued for with Sam Bichet, mm-hmm. um of Ice Wireless. So maybe redefining how we think about uh, facilities based in this kind of world where the network's going to get more and more virtualized mm-hmm. anyway. So, um, you know, there there may be room for more virtual players. Anyway, that's my uh, thought. We'll see. Zach? I think like, okay, this is a pipe dream, but um, I would like to see one carrier and it's going to be a big one because I think if we have MVNOs, they'll compete against other MVNOs, right? So we see that in the States um, often, uh, like Boost Mobile and stuff like that. Um, I think in Canada, I would like to see one of the large carriers just step up to the plate and offer something that disrupts the market, right? So if if the, the big thing is, right, they, they offer something at a reduced rate or more gigs or, you know, unlimited, um, and they take a smaller, you know, profit, but they're going to attract X times more subscribers. 
then that small reduced profit is gone and they actually increase their profit because they've got more subscribers at a reduced rate. Kind of like the room like home situation. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, you know, but nobody will do that. But yeah. Right now we're just seeing the opposite. Right, exactly. (laughs) They're just, you know, raising everything and just, you know, making it more difficult for most Canadians to afford their smartphone. Yeah, the question I would ask you is like, what is the incentive uh, to offer that disruptive service in this market where it's so consolidated? I think almost everyone who wants a smartphone has one. They're basically only moving between, in in best case scenario, one of the big three, right? Um, We haven't seen, seen this like bleeding out to like, people in Ontario moving to Freedom Mobile at like some kind well, of... Well, you'll huge... never see that, right? Right, yeah. Because so, look how long it's taken them to get to where they are Yeah. now, right? I mean, the thing that people most most people forget about T-Mobile is that as the third biggest player, it has a bigger subscriber base than all three Canadian right. carriers combined, right? It has a bigger market cap than all three carriers combined. It can do this because it has a scale that they don't. Um so, well, one thing is uh, we have to consider is that mobile is going to become different, much different than the market it is now. Mm-hmm. It, it's not just going to be smartphones. Smartphones is only going to be one portion of it with mm-hmm. IoT and smart home devices and autonomous cars. So, perhaps augmented, augmented reality. Augmented reality stuff, perhaps with those new uh, technologies, it will push us into having uh, somebody being spurred to action to offer unlimited uh, data plans. The issue I will say is that technology always favors the biggest. Like it consolidates around one or two major players, right? And those two dominate the market. So I don't see how I could be totally wrong um, at the end of the day. You know, even as I'm not, I would never consider myself an expert. Um, You know, like, even knowing what I know, like, I don't think that gives me any, like, hope of getting this correct. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just history has shown that throughout, this is how technology has always worked. And I don't see how these technologies would change any of that. Yeah, I tend to agree. I would love yeah. for unlimited plans to exist, but it's just it's not, not even just happen. unlimited. It's just look at, you know... You can use the argument that land mass, population, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Look at revenue, look at profit, right? Like there's there's room there and it's just somebody's too afraid to make the first step. They don't want it. It's like, that awkward, right? it's like that awkward date, right? You're just like texting back and forth, but nobody's going to like say, hey, you yeah. want to <laughs> yeah. go out. In this case, it's like, hey, we want to offer something affordable. And they're just too comfortable with the profits that they're making in the places. I would love to know the real answer, um, right? Think, and not the, not the marketing message. Yeah. I think it may, the rollout of unlimited data for wireless, which I think is inevitable, I think may take the form of the, the rollout of unlimited wired broadband. Um, which, you know, did occur. It did, but then, of course, there are MVNOs in that field. I think that has helped. Uh, And I also think that it may sort of eventually look like you pay for certain speeds or tiers, and perhaps you even divide that into the type of devices, like, oh, my smartphone needs uh, this high uh, tier of speed, but my IoT, IoT devices don't, and I can... Yeah, but even even comparing to that, the overage rates... Um, charged on on home services like Rogers for years capped overage rates at a hundred dollars. 
now we have you know carrier charging hundred dollars per gigabyte you know and yeah. and it was capped at you know it was about, i think 100 gigs or something was a hundred dollars so i just it doesn't make much sense and with rogers changing their plans and with rogers changing yep. to seven megs we we are seeing the complete opposite in a direction of you know becoming more favorable for canadians you know back in the day back in the day as in like 10 years ago we had unlimited internet tells had a $15 plan to add on to your good old Blackberry to add to yeah. give you 15 sorry $15 unlimited um uh, CDMA but whatever internet but here we are 2017 and we're paying $70 per gigabyte overage absolutely I mean, or $100 per gig for telus right I I don't know the answer either but I just think it's untenable the levels the 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 like payments that Canadians have to make right now yeah I don't think it'll continue forever and perhaps not even very long considering 5g is going to become a market force in like 2019 okay so that went longer than expected um do you got do you guys still want to talk about your favorite phones yeah, yeah. So i was talking about cdma so yeah. let's yeah. like CDMA. slide on in slide. to that slide. cdma dm <laughs> Uh, if you were reading Mobile Syrup this week, uh, you saw that I put out a call asking people to, um, in honor of the iPhone's 10th anniversary, to put their favorite, uh, just favorite smartphone. It didn't have to be an iPhone uh, because not everyone had an iPhone, obviously. Uh, so I also asked um, these guys here to think of their top three phones. Um, for the sake of time, maybe just narrow it down to one so that we can include some reader uh, uh, picks. Uh, just because we had some really great ones. Um, how about how about just name all three, but then yeah, we talk pick, about one. Yeah, I like this idea. Do you want to start us off, Pat? Sure. So my three are the HTC Desire HD, mm -hmm. the Sony Ericsson W810, mm -hmm. and the BlackBerry Curve 8330. Yeah. Um, so I have to pick one, man. Uh, so I, I think it was probably the HTC Desire HD would be my yeah, favorite this is phone. An interesting phone because it was one of the first high definition phones, not the first, as Zach pointed out to me, but one of the first ones. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe it only featured a 720p uh, display. It had like when I look back at it, the the screen was 4.3 inches, which is super small. But back then, that was massive. It was like a tablet to me. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was one of the few phones that had micro SD expandability. So I put yeah. like a I think 128 gig card in it and had like all these songs on it. Um, had 1.5 gigs of no, it had 768 MB of RAM and an eight megapixel camera. Mm -hmm. uh, but the key thing about this phone was the fact that its battery was only 1,230 milliamps, which isn't big enough to push push high definition in in any form, and it would last. I think after my first month with it, uh, unless I had the phone set up so that it wasn't uh, constantly pinging data from various apps which is mm -hmm. defeats the purpose of a smartphone it would last about three and a half hours to four hours oh so i would God. like literally wow. sit at my desk in university and have it plugged in the entire time just because yeah. as soon as you unplugged it it would be dead right away so okay the question is then what made this phone your favorite i just i, just, I don't know i just there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
to have my fondest memories with it. It was my first Android phone. Mm-hmm. Before that, I had uh, an iPhone 3GS that the vibration button broke on it. Oh. Um, and then I took it to the Apple store and they wouldn't fix it. So I was like, ah, I hate Apple. I'm never going to use an Apple device again. Look at me. Look at me now as I stare yeah. at my various Apple products in front of me. Um, but it was my first Android phone. It was my first introduction to uh, the OS in general, like the ability to customize it going coming from iPhone to Android. Um, and I think back then there was some stark differences between the two platforms. Yeah. They're very similar now in terms of functionality yeah uh but back then it was like uh it was like a totally different Do you remember world. which version of android it was running oh man i don't even know was it like a claire or something no it was uh, it was later than a i think it was after that it was not not even close to one of the first ones um but it, it was super customizable like you change the colors all the themes are available this stuff was like, like that. the heyday of htc sense yeah and, and i was like running crazy stuff on it too like a nintendo 64 emulator and a yeah. super nintendo emulator yeah. and i had like this dropbox set up so that i could download every super nintendo game ever onto the phone yeah um so i, I have some fond memories of kind of enjoying the the open android ecosystem in, in my youth when i had the time to mess around with stuff like that all right. Uh, so speaking of HTC phones, uh, our first uh, the first one I picked comes from uh, our personal favorite, J. Rowe. Uh, J. Rowe writes, my favorite phone was the HTC Pro, uh, Touch Pro, excuse me. From design to build quality, it was perfect. It was, uh, it was touch with a Slido keyboard and even a stylus. At the time, it was in, released in Canada and I ordered it from Europe and turned and it turned as many heads as you would expect a European sports car to. It ran Windows uh, Mobile, but it could do almost anything uh, you could do on a computer. I even had an SNES emulator oh, on there, yeah. uh, which uh, synced the keyboard just like it did at home. By far the best phone experience I've ever had. Thanks so much for the all the... Uh, J-Row in particular. Thanks, J-Row. So he, he mentioned the build quality. That was something I didn't talk about. This yeah. is one of the first... Probably not the first, but one of the first... Uh, all like metal android mm-hmm. phones so compared to all the plastic phones that my friends had it it did stand out it was a flashy yeah. device which was cool too yeah htc made some great phones back in the mid aughts yeah like, they were way ahead in terms yeah. of design language they're way ahead of every other android manufacturer at the time yeah mm, dancing party up there mm. Mm, yeah yeah that's great so speaking of dance that. parties we bring the dance party to you so. yeah so um i've been in like the cell phone world for ages decades you know, like, as long as time well, itself centuries you know, 10 over 10 years and in tech that's a long time but mm-hmm. it's really not that long i say mm-hmm. um so like my my phones i would pick would be like my first smartphone was htc p4000 mm-hmm. on the telus network and <laughs> the cdma rev a network yeah. um then i'd have to go with the palm what did I say? Palm Pre? Yes. Yes, Palm Pre. Mm-hmm. Um, WebOS, great-ish software. Under-developed yeah. um, or you know, under-promoted software. And then an iPhone. No, sorry. Actually, no. I want, I'm want. i going to go with the BlackBerry World Edition. Your um, favorite phone. Yeah. The Black, it had no camera. It was great. So yeah. the one I want talk to talk about, I guess, and point out would be the HTC P4000. Just because it was... So it was launched in 2007. Um, it had not even a glass touchscreen. It was a resistive touchscreen instead of the capacitive that you find on smartphones today. Um, it had a slide-out keyboard. Yeah. So the great thing, uh, well, it was Mar- uh, March 26, 2007, it was launched. 
It had a 384 megahertz Qualcomm processor. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a whopping 256 gig. Sorry, memory, not even RAM. MB, MB of RAM. It was the memory. Oh, the, it was memory? the physical memory of the phone. <laughs> what? Yeah, 256 did, megabyte. Did it come with an SD card? Uh, I think it did, but I'm not positive on that one. It didn't come with one. No, you had to. You had to actually get it yourself. Um, it had a stylist. Uh, stylist. Style. <laughs> would have been the best phone ever. No wonder you picked it as your favorite. Uh, you should wear stylist. this. You should yeah. um, Gosh, they were so more, <laughs> such, so more, so much more innovative back in those stylus, days. Stylus. Stylus. Yeah. Um, and it had 64 megabytes of good old RAM. Yeah. And <clears throat> it ran Windows uh, mobile operating system. Oh my goodness. Which was great. Like you could you could throw on some custom skins, and they ran so fantastic on that 384 megahertz processor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm being sarcastic. If you, sarcastic if you don't get that. Um, it's a nice looking phone. I'm looking at a photo of it right now. Hold hold back the hold back the phone though. You know, put your you know buckle up and sit on your seat or whatever. But it uh, its great resolution was 240 by 320 pixels. <laughs> Okay, and you were like xing Stunning. out of yeah. Uh, yeah there was literally there was a, the, you had to use a stylus and tap that X on yeah. the top. It was not like a finger friendly operating system whatsoever. Um, and like I said, I had the QWERTY, I had good old T nine predictive text. I'm trying to think of anything else that kind of like stood out. Um, it was my it did have micro SD support, but at the time, like you could probably put a two hundred fifty six megabyte SD, and that probably cost you a hundred dollars. More than a hundred dollars back then. Yeah, the yeah. price is just insane. The best feature, I guess, is the camera was a staggering two megapixel smartphone Ooh, camera, oh no selfie gosh. cam, which was you know sad, but but that you didn't you know, even know you needed a selfie no, cam at that well, point. So yeah, then it was like, what do I need the smartphone for, right? I've yeah. got, I got my internet at home. I don't need this on the go. So. Back then, you texted <laughs> to tweet. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's why Twitter is 140 characters, right? Because yeah. right? you can text message it. I think this is that this is the most amazing part of this whole exercise is that you come to realize just how much things have changed in the last right, 10 yeah. years, right? And that would have been, you know. Um, like I guess the the pinnacle at the time of like smartphone technology, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember reading Engadget at the time, and they were like arguing about the merits of resistive versus yeah, capacitive, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> screens, and it's like, who are these manufacturers who are telling us that resistive screens are better, right? Like, uh, but at the time, you didn't, we didn't know better, I guess. Like, it was right, like, yeah. what is available, and then um, obviously, capacitive screens are far better. Yeah. than resistive in most scenarios right i'm sure we'll look back at like vr and ar stuff five years six yeah, years yeah, seven yeah, years yeah, from yeah, now and yeah. have the same wow what were people thinking sentiments yeah. um so our next co- um favorite phone comes courtesy of uh brad fortin brad regular commenter yeah, on yeah. mobile syrup he says Gonna have to go with the Palm Pre. It was a great phone, uh, a slew of innovative features and enormous potential. But the toxic health stew that was HP at the time essentially guaranteed its demise. The touchpad was a pretty good tablet too, but shared the same fate uh, of the Pre. Curse you, uh, curse you, curse your poor decisions, Leo Apotheker. Uh, yeah, Palm pre. had a very BlackBerry experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before BlackBerry had that experience, I believe. Um, where they just they launched this thing too late, mm-hmm. too little, too late. The the OS was great at the time, 
but mm-hmm. like the developer support was non-existent. And then they create this tablet. Then they did a fire sale, just as much like the BlackBerry Playbook did the fire sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now LG owns WebOS. Yeah, right. Which is on my is on my TV. Yeah, I have yeah. A, I have WebOS TV. Mm-hmm. Rose, it's your turn. Rose, it's my turn. <laughs> okay, I think my list of favorite phones uh, that I've had was the Moto Z Play. I loved it for its battery life, and I still love it now. And the Asus Zenfone 3. And um, and then I also really, like, I had previous phones, but I, you know, I never really had much before a couple of years. So I, uh, years ago, so I had like a... um, a Samsung clone of a Blackberry that I enjoyed a blueberry. (laughs) Is Uh, that what they were called? That was like the, the name that everyone, I I was working (laughs) in cell phones and selling that phone when it came out, which it's a, it's a blue plastic Samsung device Ah, and it had a QWERTY keyboard, Okay, but it was called blueberry because it was like the younger kids and their parents had blackberries and then they wanted to, you know, this is the option because it was like, you know, it was precisely it. But I think, you know, who wants to hear about any of those phones? They're probably pretty modern. So I think I'm going to say my favorite phone. It's the Motorola Dynatac 8000X, <laughs> a.k.a. the first phone ever, the first mobile phone ever Rose. Uh, that wasn't a car phone. And it was it was debuted in 1983. <laughs> Guess what? Guess what? It was only 10 inches tall, and it you could actually speak on it for 60 minutes straight. Uh. But then you'd have to charge it. You had to charge it. Uh, trickle charge for 10 hours, okay? You know, like overnight, right, if you have a nice long sleep. And um, yeah, it was it was quite you know like how hauling that around <laughs> in 1983, you were the biggest baller. Hey, no, in your no switchboard operator. I required. bet that cell phone plans then cost as much as they do now <laughs> in Canada. Oh my gosh, I, the I, the phone itself was several thousand dollars. Oh really? At the time, mm. it was super expensive. I'm looking at it now; it looks pretty pretty swaggerific uh absolutely and it was 790 grams so pretty lightweight yeah exactly right? right? isn't, isn't the one zach morris had so you know whatever it's cool enough uh listeners you didn't see my face but i was face bombing the whole time you were, you were face bombing as uh, rose decided to just throw my beautiful podcast hey, under the bus it was the first mobile phone i think we should celebrate it yeah we should get one and then review it yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's as thick as like six iPhones. That would be well within my general uh, <laughs> the type of phones that I like to review. It yeah. looks amazing. It's a it's a brick. Yeah, um, visually, it's a brick, and it has the long rubber tip as well. But it's like an antenna? antenna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beautiful. It's a beautiful phone. Our next reader favorite phone <laughs> comes from Norman Thong, uh, Fong. Um, he says, my favorite smartphone is a tie between the BlackBerry Bold uh, 9900 mm-hmm. and the Moto X uh, 2013. I love the BlackBerry Bold 9900. It was my favorite BlackBerry. It was slow, but it was a real communication workhorse. Typing while walking safely is something that is nearly impossible to do with any modern smartphone. I still think it's pretty, it was pretty dangerous back then, too. Uh, I really have to give credit to BlackBerry. BBM has really changed my life. Pity no one uses it anymore. Uh, my other smartphone is the Moto X 2013. The Moto X has introduced some truly in- innovative features with which competitors lack to this day. Always on OK Google, twist to activate the camera, custom hot word activation, i.e. OK Jarvis, tell the weather. 
quick up-to-date software, easily unlocked bootloader, custom color combinations, and wood backs. Right now in 2017, my Moto X is running Marshmallow through a custom run, and it still feels as silky smooth as the day I purchased it. I loved talking to my phone while driving. I have since owned the LG G4, the Samsung Galaxy S4, and nothing compares. Thank you, Norman. That was a thank you. Yeah. That's a good one. I'd like to put a side note on the BlackBerry comment. You can go ahead. Well, what, like that it wasn't that it was slow. Mm-hmm. No, it was <laughs> extremely efficient at the tasks that it was designed to do. Businessy business things. Productivity. For business okay. Yeah, business people. Productivity. Enterprise business. <laughs> Security. Enterprise. Knock. Biz. Bez. Mm-hmm. BlackBerry. BlackBerry. <laughs> um, I wanted to read one more or rather i wanted to point readers to it um and I ex- excuse me if i mispronounce your name kamfit visicek um he posted a photo of his phone because you need to see this phone my current favorite phone is the huawei media uh, pad x2 it boasts a seven inch screen yes seven inches media consumption uh, is beautiful on a large high resolution screen that can't be beat the phone also has a huge battery that lasts two plus full days, dual SIM, an SD card, 32 gigabytes built in, and I have an additional 128 gigabytes. No shortage of space for music and videos. Best of all is the compliments I receive when people are surprised it's a smartphone and not a tablet. Um, you can see it in the comments. It is a massive... Um, it's a tablet. It's a... Okay. <laughs> it's a tablet, according to Rose Bihar here. Um, no, no. I mean, it looks great, but, but it's a tablet. Yeah. Could, tech, could you use, like... You could, can you? You could use like an iPad as a phone, couldn't you? Um, like a, I mean, you could actually connected as it stands today. You, you like yeah. with Skype or yeah. FaceTime audio or, FaceTime. or something like yeah. that. You, can't, not, you can't make cellular like like calls. Just like walk down the street with this giant... T- oh, you should use the uh, 12.9-inch hey, iPad Pro yeah. as a phone. When I go to Wonderland, people use the 12.9-inch iPad Pro as a camera to take you know, photos of their children on rides, and it's ridiculous. Olds <laughs> do that all the time. <laughs> Don't judge. Let's be you be judged yourself. Um, be put judge uh, away. Because <laughs> I will forever. Judge. Yeah, I was just gonna say I will always judge <laughs> yeah. people for using an iPad as a camera. And they probably have an iPhone Seven in their pocket. And it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> they think the iPad takes better pictures because <laughs> it's, it's bigger. bigger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the picture looks bigger. It must be better. <laughs> um, it all makes sense. Here's Sound another. logic. <laughs> good one before i get to mine my favorite smartphone was the galaxy s8 plus for four days it had a beautiful picture fast everything i wanted in a smartphone then it fell on my desk and the screen cracked nothing more needs to be said like a beautiful piece of art it is breakable in many uh in capitalism many explanation points it's a great comment rick i'm really sorry about galaxy s8 plus if we ever have a contest for another s8 please enter it Please or not, do. because you don't like the S8 anymore. Well, just get a life proof mm. or an otter box. Or My something. favorite was the Note 7. Yeah. Because it was lit. <laughs> <laughs> was that I, another, it was that a I just made it. All, I almost, I almost added jokes. that to my list. Yeah. It was close. <laughs> Um, my favorite three phones were um, the Ra- the Moto Razor. I was the to- I ha- was one of the first kids in my uh, in my high school to get one, and I felt like so cool. One uh, of the coolest. You should have. Yeah. Uh, because I was a total loser at that point. And this is the only redeemable factor about me was my cool phone. Um, I then loved the Galaxy Nexus. And then I'd say the iPhone 5S. Um, and I talk a bit about the iPhone 5S. Um, I got it after coming from the Nexus, Galaxy Nexus. And if you've never seen these two phones 
next to each other. It's quite striking because the iPhone, the screen is so superior on those iPhones compared to whatever was out on Android at the time. So it, the Samsung, uh, it was one of Samsung's uh, Nexus devices. It used one of their Pentile screens. And you go back and look at that screen and literally your eyes start to bleed out from how like, pixelated is not the right word, but it's just like the iPhone screen, the colors are so much nicer. It's so much crisper. Like the icons all look great. Uh, And that, like the Pentile screen is like almost blurry, right? And it's like a higher quote unquote resolution screen. Um, But it was just a fantastic phone. Otherwise, I think to this, it's one of the few, it's going to get iOS 11. So it's still kicking. Uh, because it's the first 64-bit uh, chip that Apple put out. First one to come with Touch ID. Um, and I still, you know, there's still, that design is still kicking around with the SE, which is a phone that a lot of people, surprisingly to me, they say it's their favorite one in the comment section here. Um, and when I think about it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like you get a lot of the modern conveniences of a modern iPhone just in a much smaller package. And I know some people say the design looks dated, but I think it's still, it's one of their most timeless designs. Um, so overall, also that was one of the first phones uh, I got while I was at Mobile Syrup, uh, former, uh, Mobile Syrup editor, Daniel Bader sold it to me and I just needed a new phone at the time. And that thing was like, it was uh, an oasis in a desert. Uh, <laughs> we can't forget the Samsung Nexus device had the coolest screen turn off function. Oh, it was, it looked like an old tube TV. It, yeah. Turning the CRT, off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. See, CRT, CRT, me. yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a feature I did miss <laughs> going from the Galaxy Nexus to the iPhone uh, 5S. Uh, shout outs, everyone. Shout outs. Um, well, Uber Eats just surpassed 100 cities worldwide, and guess what? Toronto was the first city that Uber Eats was ever in. So that's my shout out. Started from the bottom. Started from one, the bottom, as one. as did Drake. Yes. Yes. Uh, not really, but you know, uh, he started as for his music, yeah. an upper middle class. <laughs> yeah, 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 you need yeah. to believe the myth, right? right? Please believe the myth. Believe the <laughs> Live myth. Live in the world yeah. of Drake. Absolutely. Zach, oh, I can't go me now. Okay, because I don't know. Patrick, what's on the switch minute today? Uh, so my switch minute for this week. There's a lot of things I could have talked about. Splatoon and uh, Splatnet too. Yeah. But but From alas, now on, what's good Splatnet? I, I will not do that. Um, so my switch minute this week is this device called the S Fans adapter, mm-hmm. or Fans. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. So it's a little tiny um, dongle, mm-hmm. of course, because I love dongles. Uh, that allows you to hook the switch up to a television without a traditional dock. Um, yeah. And there's a couple other manufacturers that are doing Kickstarters for them. But one thing to note is that they're not actually original devices. They're just reskinned with like switch logos on them uh and stuff of a uh what's called a cf001 dongle for the mm-hmm. galaxy s8 and s8 plus that uh, works with the deck stock so they're really just buying these putting a new encasing around them and then selling them as an original product which is a little shady mm-hmm. usually for double the amount of money um but getting your hands on a cf001 thing in in canada or the u.s is, is pretty hard like i think they may be available on ebay but they're pretty hard to find Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool. I've always wanted a way to get the the switch on my TV without carrying around that massive dock, and now that exists. So mm-hmm. when one arrives, I will be very pleased. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see it, Zach. Okay, so my I got one, but it's like a negative one. So it's, oh. I think that's okay. that's okay. That's yeah, allowed. we allowed disses. Right. Here. 
So I went to Cam's Wonderland on the weekend. Let me tell you. <laughs> Where dreams happen and get ruined, apparently. I went there for four hours. I went on two rides, and one was their stupid new ride. Soaring Timbers, I think is what it's called. What's the new ride? What are you doing it? Well, think of, you know, the old-fashioned boat ride that the, just sways back and forth? Yeah. Well, think of that, but each side of the boat can kind of twist into 360, and then it can also do a rotation. Does it spray water at you while it's twisting? I wish it would have made it more fun. But it was not. It just went up in the air, and the line was for over an hour, and I was super disappointed. What out of 10 do you give the ride? Uh, if I could give it a negative, I would. Oh, oh. Literally. Paramount's going to... No, it's not no, owned by Paramount it's, it's anymore. It's Cedar Point now. Cedar Point will email you a very stern letter about your I review. hope so. I emailed them once about something else, and they got back to me, and really? it wasn't fixed. They said it would be fixed. Were you, were you texting the whole time while you were on the ride? Was it that boring? I could have, you know. Did you, um, did you tell them you were a Wonderland influencer? <laughs> a, a, how would you? Winfluence? Win, win, a Winfluencer. Winfluencer? Yeah. Theme park influencer. Yeah. Well, I emailed them once and they're like, the director of operations got back to me and they're like, blah, That's blah, cool. Blah. Yeah. And then they lied to me and didn't fix what they said. Grand I feel like this has been both per- before you did a positive shout right, out, yeah. And now you're well, doing last a year I was like, I go, I go to, you know, I went all the time, and yeah. this year I went for four hours last on the weekend, and like I said, I went on two rides. The best Waste. part of this is how sad you sound yeah. while you're saying this. <laughs> yeah, but Things I have, have a, I have a, a season pass meal plan, so you go and you can get a meal All every four hours. You so you're still eating there. Well, yeah. So I, so I just go there to have dinner or something. <laughs> 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 it's, like, you, it's like if I get on a ride, I get on a ride, whatever. But I got a free pizza and a burger, <laughs> so screw you, Wonderland. I'm using my pass. <laughs> how much do you get with a meal plan? Well, it's like. $80, but it's unlimited all season. You get two meals a visit, essentially. And you get, like, a full... If you get pizza, you get, like, two slices of pizza and all this garlic bread, and it's just more than you can even <laughs> handle. So I just... Zach, do you have a home? <laughs> sometimes I leave the do park you, and I get the... Do you live I, at the park? Be some, honest. Sometimes I leave the park if I haven't gotten a meal, and I just get pizza and take it home. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I must maximize this, this thing... <laughs> I think your home My is like My shout out is so quaint <laughs> Wonderland It's a rock somewhere in Wonderland yeah, That'd be okay sometimes I live in the mountain I'm like No get out of here <laughs> Zach Do you want to tell us Where people can find Mobile Sear No you gotta do your shout out I just Mine's sorry. so lame in comparison <laughs> No you gotta do it No you gotta Alright uh, If you listen this far Then yeah, you, know, yeah. you might as well Keep listening Uh uh, so this past week, the uh, Steam Summer Sale just ended. I picked up a bunch of games, but uh, and they were all really affordable. And the one I wanted to highlight, just as uh, related to our Switch Minute here, is one called Hollow Knight. It's a really interesting, kind of, if you've ever played Metroid Prime, uh, it's one of those games where you kind of explore this really interesting, really distinct kingdom uh, that's under the ground. Beautiful music, beautiful art style. And I related to the Switch because it's coming to the Switch, so... People like Patrick who are like, ugh, what is this PC you speak of, Igor, can play this wonderful game. The Switch is the only console that matters. You heard it, you heard it here first, folks. Although, I, you know what? That's probably not a very controversial statement at this point, so you probably didn't hear it. And is it a console? Yeah. That's it is a, and really, well, the kick is a lie. It is a handheld, is true. portable, no, handheld console hybrid, to be specific. Mm. On that note. It's that, a BlackBerry playbook with handles. Where can people find the truth? <laughs> It actually does look like one. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, so you can find us on literally every single social media platform that is of relevance to today. 
Screw you, Snapchat. Um, yeah, it's out now. Yeah, it's official. Yeah, well, not you know. Okay, so they are developing. I want to put this out. They are bringing new features. So um, I think as of today or yesterday, you can actually include links and snaps, which is cool. So that may bring some relevance uh, relevancy for us to use the platform again. We do have subscribers on there. Um, but yeah, so Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram, um, Snapchat, I guess, uh, Flipbook, or I always get that one wrong. No, I think it's Flipbook. Is it Flipbook? Yeah. Flipboard. 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 That is the one. Um, and it's just at Mobile Syrup on, on all those platforms. Where and can they find you guys? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You're going there. Yeah. Where can, Rose, where can people find uh, you? I'm at Rose Bahar on Twitter. Zach? Uh, at Zach Gilbert uh, with an H mm-hmm. on every platform. I'm at Patrick underscore O'Rourke. I'm at Igor Bonifacic, and that's I-G-U-R-B-O-N-I-F-A-C-I-C. Uh, and come join me while we talk about Splatnet, too. And what a great place. We'll, we'll be asking what's good on Splatnet now on. <laughs> you can good. also find me at Canada's Wonderland. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Someone's going to go there and like look for you. Hey, that's cool. I'll take a photo okay. with you. Uh, In the I'll, mountain. I'll sign your shirt. Just bring a pen because I won't have one. You think he's like an animatronic, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, a yeah, real yeah. person. Because he yeah. lives in the yeah. mountain. Well, there's what a ride is? that goes in there. It's about a uh, dragon, so I could just be like something. <laughs> like, welcome to the dungeon. I don't know. Before we say goodbye, um, <laughs> just want to remind you, if you have any questions that you'd like to be read on Mobile Syrup, you can email us at podcast at mobilesyrup.com. You can also ask us about Canada's Wonderland, apparently, because yeah. we're... Yeah subject matter experts we are the the primary source in canada of not for mobile phones but for for uh, for for don't go to cans1.com go to mobilesyrup.com we're still waiting on the first person to send us a video or not a video clip but if you want we can do a video podcast and put you in it yeah uh we want a sound clip we want someone asking their question on sound uh so silky smooth voice yeah if you have a voice for radio Get us, bro. Even if you don't, just send it in. Just send us. Don't be shy. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, guys. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace. Bye. Bye.